Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Hoping we find each and every one of you safe and well on this Monday morning and that you survived the weekend, I suppose, is probably the best way of putting it. Now, before we get into what is the latest on the coronavirus, can I put a shout out, please, for help? This is an email that has come in from one of our listeners, Bridget, to say, Patricia, I would gratefully appreciate having a telephone number for any group or any person or persons in the Douglas area who are kindly offering to shop for food for the elderly. I'm in my mid-70s. I live alone. I don't have any immediate family. And while normally I'm incredibly independent, I am becoming increasingly worried about getting to the shops for food for myself and for my several dogs. It would be comforting for me to have a telephone number to hand should a need arise in the very near future. And then Bridget has passed on her telephone number. Now we have gone through all of our extensive list of community support groups of people who've contacted us from various areas across the county saying, you know, we've got a group set up. This is the contact number. So when we get emails and calls in like that, we are straight away able to hook them up with somebody in their area. But when we went through our list this morning, we discovered we don't have anyone in the Douglas area. So I'm giving a shout out, please. There has to be, I'm assuming there isn't a community that doesn't have somebody in place who's coordinating help in that area. So anyone in the Douglas area please who can tell us if there is a community group or are there individuals who've set themselves up who are willing to help out an elderly person. As Bridget said she may not need it but she's just getting a little bit nervous about going out and we're seeing more and more of that with older people and many older people are acting so responsibly in that they're self-isolating, they're staying indoors, they're not going out, they're either having food delivered or they've got family members who can drop items uh, to the door to them and they're just literally staying indoors and they're not going out and they're not meeting anyone. Now at the moment Bridget obviously is getting out and about but she's just fearful that there may come the time when she won't be able to do it. So uh, shout out please to the good people of Douglas if there's anybody out there please that could help uh, Bridget. 1850 Now tougher rules it looks like are coming down the track for social distancing to try to stead the, t- the tide of coronavirus infections. It comes after a weekend 
of what was beautiful weather, particularly yesterday. But what happened then that led to fragrant breaches of the guidelines where people gathering in large numbers. They gathered at parks, they gathered at beaches and it was all over the country. I think Glendalough was the one that got the biggest amount of publicity. The Health Minister, Simon Harris, warned that some public areas may be shut to visitors as a result of people ignoring social distancing advice. And we've already had calls in and emails into the programme over the weekend. Many calls coming in from people to say they were out at parks, out at beaches. People are not doing the social distancing of keeping apart for two metres. Betty in Ballycotton was on to us. She said, I live here in Ballycotton. The amount of cars yesterday, people visiting the area, normally it's great and we welcome them and there's a bit of buzz, a bit of excitement about having people come to the area. But she said yesterday was just a total lack of social distancing. We live here and we do not want to get coronavirus. It's fine for the people to visit, but they can drive away. We don't know what they are leaving behind. And then we had an email into Patricia at C103.ie saying hi I went for a lovely five kilometre walk in Donnerail Park yesterday I was walking on my own I feel that the physical distancing was sorely lacking for the most part we all need to be aware to get we all need to be more aware to get through this please don't call out my name but pick up the good keep up the good work we'll do our best Banna Beach had to be cleared following concerns of a social distancing yesterday Gardy from Tralee received numerous reports of la- large crowds at the beach yesterday they cleared the beach in the interest of public safety as they were concerned about social distancing and then there was someone was tweeting us about uh, as Betty was saying about Ballycotton saying the place was thronged with people always a lot of people here but it got absolutely insane uh, yesterday so because there's similar reports like that all over the country we could be heading for more of more strict rules when it comes to going out of doors remember the coronavirus yesterday claimed its fourth victim it was a man from the east he did have underlying health conditions the number of seriously ill cases in intensive care is at 17. Hospitals are gearing up for the worst week. They reckon this week is going to be the worst week of the crisis um, to date. A big daily surge in numbers is expected. The Chief Medical Officer Tony Houlihan said they were contact, they were, they were encouraging signs that more contacts of people who tested positive were from the same household. And he says that is indicating that social distancing is having some impact already. It's just not having a big enough impact on enough people I suppose. So the Health Minister is warning that some public areas could be shut to visitors. Wicklow County Council they started it. They started restricting car parking and food outlets at Glendalough. The Gardaí were who... Oh, This was one that we we got to hear about as well. This was the Gardaí. They had to assist ambulance staff when they were called to a group of five youths, five teenagers. But it turns out one of the teenagers suffered an asthma attack. And then when they inquired further, that young person was supposed to have been self-isolating, pending a COVID-19 test. And, you know, the Gardaí have issued the warning on this, saying this is serious. And they're saying parents need to, st- to step up to the mark. It's your responsibility. Also making the point that, look, guys, we are busy enough. But it just seemed incredible that this young guy 
had the asthma attack and obviously the other the youths that were with them all started the five youths shouldn't have been out together anyway that's not social distancing they called 999 the ambulance arrived and then to, to discover that that young young guy had already presented obviously to his GP or they had he'd been tri- triaged over the phone by his GP and judging by his symptoms they were saying yeah you need to have a COVID-19 test and we know there's so many people is it 40,000 are waiting on a test and he's one of them but while you're waiting for a test you are told you must self-isolate I actually heard a doctor yesterday saying if you're one of the ones waiting one of the 40,000 waiting on a test you you almost act like you have the coronavirus that's the way you should be acting at home to protect everybody else in your household and all of the people around you but you certainly shouldn't be out hanging out with your friends and God knows you know I, I don't know how long they were out for before the young fella got the asthma attack but it's just totally irresponsible of the parents because his, the parents would be aware so only a teenager so the parents are aware that he's waiting a coronavirus test and they left him out with his friends utter and complete madness. The Department of Health are telling us there's 211 patients have now been hospitalised with the virus and that's a significant jump and now it's spread to all 26 counties in the country as well. More than one in five of those who are tested positive are healthcare workers. That's the one that we all need to be really worried about because if our nurses and doctors start contracting coronavirus we're all in deep trouble if we don't have enough nurses and doctors to work in our hospital taking a look at the and analysing the 712 positive cases up to Friday night a third of those that were hospitalised were over the age of 65 which means two thirds were under the age of 65 trying to get that message out because there's that silly message going that seems to have I think getting in, got, got into the psyche of a number of people thinking, oh, sure, I'll be grand if I get it. I'm under 65. I'll just, it'll be like having the flu. I'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll recover. There are many people under the age of 65 now ending up in hospital as well. Several medics are calling for a much, much more extreme measures to be put in place to slow it down. A much more stricter lockdown. Dr Hulan insisted that if the current restrictions were not having an impact the expert group would have no hesitation but to recommend that they be escalated and then everybody will suffer if we're on a complete and utter lockdown where you would only be allowed out of your house one person if we follow the Italy route, one person will be allowed out of the house twice a week to do shopping and that's it. You stay indoors. There'll be no going out even for short walks anywhere if people don't cop on and when they are out, the social distancing. But I think what happened yesterday was the weather was so fine and I think people have been cooped up for so long during the week that people felt, Asher, I'll go out and I won't be out for long. But of course, everybody had the same idea and that's how we ended up with too many people all out at the same time. Now, the World Health Organisation, this is on social distancing. They're trying to get the message through to not just us here in Ireland, but all over the world. They want to change social distancing to physical distancing and they're saying they're trying to discourage the, the the use of the phrase social distancing even though social distancing now I think is in everybody's head um, they because they don't want people to break social contacts with family, with friends and with neighbours. They want them you know, to use the phone, use other types of technology instead but they just want people to keep physically apart so they're trying to get people to start talking about physical distancing rather than social uh, distancing and then the you know what does that mean I mean they're asking people if you can work from home work from home that obviously limits the number of people you meet on a daily basis they're saying avoid public transport if at all uh, possible 
Now they accept that people have to go out shopping and what they're suggesting is people, you know, when you need when you need to go out to get the food and the other uh, essentials, try to go to the supermarket at quieter times. So stagger, if you're normally one of these people that always say goes at three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, knowing that three o'clock on a Friday afternoon is, is busy, maybe see if you can go earlier in the morning or later in the evening. They're saying it particularly applies to older people and others who have underlying health conditions. Don't go to the supermarket when it's very busy. Now, several supermarkets, in fairness, are designating early mornings for these groups of people. They're suggesting people should avoid shopping centres to we all should be going to standalone shops and smaller grocery shops the more places people visit the more likely they are going to encounter people who have the virus and remember a lot of people will have the virus and this could be any one of us and we don't have any symptoms in the early stages you're still contagious and that's when people are out and about even though you're feeling fine and you go out you don't know that you've already picked up the virus you can pass it on to everybody else then that you meet and of course it can be picked up on surfaces such as uh, doorknobs and handles and anywhere where you're out out in you know railings anywhere where you're out in public now most supermarkets have learned the rules of social distancing early and they are good at limiting the numbers entering shops and they're exercising distance rules at, at, at checkouts and certainly when I was out over the weekend I needed to go to my chemist and I have to say walking into my chemist it sort of reminded me of what shops are like in Russia where everything is behind and you have a little shelf and they'll pass you out the item it had that kind of a feel about it but it's been done obviously to protect the customers coming into the pharmacy and to protect the staff that are inside in the pharmacy and then I popped into Tesco and Tesco and I was in Aldi as well on Friday and they clearly have signs up about the two metre rule and trying to keep your distance it can be hard in supermarkets when you're going from aisle to aisle even though I think people were being quite respectful and I certainly came to the top of one aisle and there was a lot of people and people were just waiting to let it clear before the person in front of me and then I went down and at the checkout certainly everyone is is respecting the two metre space in between people so if we all do our bit like that we will be okay and then the World Health Organisation they're sort of saying you know what are the rules about going out and they accept that people still need to get outside we all need to get a bit of fresh air but they're saying you can go out but we can't behave as we normally did they're ideally saying if you go out for a walk go out on your own or if there's an, another member in the household you can obviously walk together then but keep the groups small to two at the very most if you are meeting up say with a friend to go for a walk and if you are meeting up with a friend you don't mingle with other people and you keep that two metre distance if you're living with somebody it's slightly different because uh, but if you're meeting up with somebody to go for a walk but ideally they're suggesting if you need to get out and about go on your own if everybody is walking singly it does make it easier then if you're passing somebody you can give each other the two metre rule but it's when you're meeting groups of people that it becomes a little bit more difficult Uh, play dates with children absolute no no they're saying it completely defeats the purpose of closing the school the, the schools because children of course can pass the virus from one to the other then they'll bring it home to the parents and that's where they it's to try to break this cycle of the virus remember the virus needs someone to live on 
we just have to stop picking up uh, the virus. So they're saying if you must have a play date, you keep the number to two children at the very most. And of course, they're constantly advising to keep uh, children away from, uh, particularly from older people. And the fir- well, we don't know for sure if it's the first of... A patient's been diagnosed from somebody attending Cheltenham, but an Irishman who was at the Cheltenham Racing Festival two weeks ago has tested positive for the coronavirus. He's based in the south of the country. He's described as not being serious. He's not seriously ill. He doesn't require hospitalisation, but he's been told to remain in strict self-isolation. Contact tracing is now underway to locate all those who he would have been in close contact with. But it's still unclear whether he contracted the coronavirus in Cheltenham or in Ireland because he lives and works in relatively close proximity to two known clusters of the virus here in Ireland, both in the south. So it is possible that he went to Cheltenham and he had already picked it up before he went which meant then he went to Cheltenham and he would have been affected people over there. Anyway, if the Cheltenham link is confirmed, it will represent the third major zone of travel-related infection in Ireland. Up to this, we've only had people linked to travel initially and to uh, France and to Spain. They will add Cheltenham to the list if they can prove that he got it in Cheltenham. Is that going to be the first of others who travelled to Cheltenham? We really are going to just have to wait and uh, see. 1850-333-103 Some of your thoughts coming into us Michael says Hi Patricia Both the Irish and worldwide economies have never been at greater risk and you would have to admire Michael O'Leary and his staff at Ryanair They are accepting a 50% cut in their wages Michael O'Leary is leading the way in these what are such unprecedented times that we're now all facing. Therefore, said Michael, I think all TDs should follow suit and follow Michael O'Leary's example and take a similar wage reduction in their salaries while this crisis lasts and also show solidarity for all those who have lost their jobs. Patricia, please remember, we can't stop the virus but we can adjust the sales. Isn't that a great saying? We can't, oh, sorry, we can't stop the winds, but we can adjust the sales. And as it could be said, we, we can't, you could put the virus in there as well, but that's a great saying. We cannot stop the winds, but we can adjust the sales. And for all of us, all of us have to do our best though to adjust the sales. Thank you for that, uh, Michael. And Mary says, Patricia, please, 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 would you get this message out to people and would you ask them to stop from sending on chain messages that are doing the rounds on Facebook Messenger. They're also doing the rounds on WhatsApp groups. And it's basically, it's a chain saying it's a million Hail Marys. So there's another one doing the round with Our Fathers uh, and it's all to do with prayer. Mary feels it's going to scare some people and it puts pressure on people to send them on. They are text messages, but they're like the old fashioned chain letter that we used to get. And the only way to stop them is to people stop sending them off sending them on we have enough people out there vulnerable people who are already worried about their mental health please stop sending them on that's from Mary some of your texts and emails let me go to in, uh, some emails first the longer we delay in enacting a lockdown the longer the lockdown will last the greater the number of people who will die the bigger the damage to the economy therefore we need an immediate lockdown and the mandatory wearing of face masks in all 
indoor public settings such as supermarkets and that's in from Craig to Patricia at c103.ie uh, some of your texts in I was in a Tesco store yesterday I was trying to obey social distancing and saying the two metres apart I was putting my messages onto the belt staying behind the line which is what has been advocated by Tesco when somebody on the next till started unpacking on their till and they were standing right next to me I moved around the corner to distance myself from where from where I was then told get back behind the line by Tesco staff I felt like it the staff were being protected and not the uh, customers. Uh, Morris says, morning, uh, Patricia and John Paul. You're a lifeline to us always, but even more so now with the isolation. Please mind yourselves and keep keep up the help, helping people through this terrible time. Thank you, Maura. That's uh, very kind of you. And you look after yourself uh, as well. John in Clan says, on all the people that went out yesterday and didn't obey the social distancing, and there was quite a few. Wake up, people of Ireland. You're simply not listening. This is a national emergency for our nation. Think of all the great health workers yesterday who were working indoors, trying to help sick people and keep them alive. Do you want to be next? Wake up, Ireland. So says John in Clan. Anne says, good morning, Patricia. Since when does social distancing involve crowded beaches and woods? There needs to be a full lockdown now. I would do it from tonight. Close down all public spaces as some in society are just not heeding the advice and they simply will not cop on to how serious this virus will get over the next few weeks. 1,500 people have died in Italy over two days. 1,500 people. These people who were out yesterday are completely selfish and reckless and they need to cop on and they need to cop on fast says Anne. And that is, I'm glad it's just what's coming out of Italy is just so beyond sad, beyond sad, heartbreaking some of the scenes of the coffins being taken away. It's just in families not being able to be with their loved ones when they're passing away and then not even being able to be with them when they're being taken away for cremation. They've just, they can't bury them anymore. So they're all being cremated and not even cremated locally. They're being shipped out to other crematoriums. It's just heartbreaking. And the Italians will say, are constantly saying to the rest of the world, learn from us. We didn't do the lockdown soon enough. We didn't stay indoors. We didn't heed the advice initially. And, you know, so they are warning us. So we are, and you're right, we are about two weeks behind uh, Italy. We never want to get to where Italy are. And, and, and we can learn from them. And we, and what, and are we learning? Looking at the scenes yesterday, no, I, I really don't think we are. Marie says, Trish, I hope this message finds you well. I was annoyed when I saw photographs of crowded beaches yesterday. Why can't some people get that we simply need to stay indoors and social distance, social distancing in order to beat this stay safe from Marie? We just need to keep away from people. But how do we, bar what other people are saying we introduce a lockdown and the laws we have passed the laws we're going to be talking about those in a few minutes where the government can decide you know we now need to stay indoors and if you're out on the streets you can be stopped by the guards you can stop by the army and you'll have to prove what you're doing out on the streets and if you're not you'll be you'll be fined I would hate to think that we have to get to that situation but if people don't heed the advice that's been given about social distancing and about staying indoors then yes, I think the rules and the regulations are going to get more draconian and we will be completely locked indoors and just we won't be allowed out at all. 
1850 at 333-103 bar going to the shops. But that then what they do initially, I think it's twice a week, you're allowed to go out. So you'll have your shopping list with you. You'll get out, you'll get your messages and you'll get back and only one person will be allowed out uh, from the shops. We just, we have to learn. We just have to uh, learn. Now, home deliveries, this came into us. Please be aware that the following shops in the Newmarket area, anybody listening in Newmarket are providing home delivery service for those who are self-isolating or concerned about coming into town. Uh, Super Value, Tigrine, Hannon's, O'Keefe's Fruit and Veg, Toomey's Butchers, Phil O'Reilly's Butchers. They will also collect from other outlets. So if you order from one of them and then say you've got a prescription at the pharmacy, if you contact the pharmacy, tell them to have your prescription ready. Whichever shop you're doing your shopping at, they'll pick up whatever you need from the pharmacy uh, as well. Uh, And we have all of their telephone numbers. I won't bore people by calling out the telephone numbers. So anyone in the new market area, if you want any of those shops to deliver to you, get on to us, please, and we can pass on the relevant numbers to you. 1850-333-103. John Paul taking your calls. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln-dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie Somebody sent me a gorgeous photograph. I just don't know where it is from. Saying we went to the beach at uh, 6.30pm yesterday. We stayed in the car and you can see the wind of the car is rolled down and we listened to the calming sound of the ebb and flow of the waves. So there are ways to go to the beach without getting out and too many people all being there at the same time. You see sometimes beaches, beaches can be really spread out and if you go at a quiet time, you know, you can be walking and you can be nowhere near two metres away from, you know, you'd be much more than two metres away from anybody else. But a gorgeous photograph and you can just see the red in the sky of the setting sun because I absolutely accept yesterday was a glorious, glorious day and I can understand why people decided to go out but it was just the large numbers in which they went out and people congregating uh, together. Now last Thursday the government took strong measures to try to curb rising numbers of those contracting coronavirus by introducing emergency COVID-19 legislation. To talk us through some of the legislation that was passed I'm joined by Independent Door Deputy from West Cork Michael Collins. Good morning to you Michael. Good morning Patricia. Michael I take it that it's hoped that some of these new laws may never have to be used but the authority, particularly like the ones like the authority, they're now able to order people to stay indoors. They are, and I suppose if someone uh, refuses to self-isolate, they have stronger and stricter um, laws going forward that the Gardaí will have attend to deal with the issues. And in fairness, like, nobody wants to be seen to be using these uh, this new legislation, but it has to, you know, they have to have something in place for, 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 for the, the unfortunate situations. It's going to prohibit some events. Obviously, we've seen that already. It's going to strengthen the, the laws in relation to imposing travel restrictions, uh, premises closures, crashes, schools, universities, 
university closures, most of them have all done that, or nine, all of them have done that as, as far as we're concerned. But it actually gives the, 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 the Gardaí the powers and to enforce the law if uh, some of these are breaking the law. And in fairness, as I said, most of them aren't. And I, I voted very, very clearly in favour of all these. Some people were against them, but they didn't take it to a vote at all. I was a bit disappointed in that because we do have to um, instruct very, very strict rules and regulations. We don't want to be in a situation where we have to enforce uh, lockdown. And if people are continuous to float some of the regulations that are there, that's unfortunate. That's where we're leading to. No, I mean, we've uh, we heard... And I was so disappointed last Friday to hear of a pub somewhere in West Cork and the Gardaí found people in the premises. Now, I've since discovered over the weekend and there's cases in the paper again today, it's it's happening in small numbers all over the country. It is very, very unfortunate that that is happening. And I think I met, you know, my family in the, in the pub business are very, very strict. The doors are closed and every publican has to adhere to that rule at this time. And the mean publicans are going through a horrific time on the lead up to this. And this is putting some of them over the edge. And I spoke about that with the dog the other day. Um, but they have to be under the same rules, the same guidelines as, as everybody else. They cannot. Uh, and uh, have people on their premises at this time because of the height of danger that they're putting people's lives in and they're putting their own lives into and they may not see through that at this present time. So I certainly would call on anyone that's doing anything uh, that shouldn't be doing it uh, to, to stop immediately. And I I did mention the pubs and the doll the other day because a lot of them are in severe financial difficulty as is a lot of other uh, companies. But the, main, the two main insurers that are dealing with um, that are dealing with the pubs have refused to, to to stop charging publicans their insurance bills at this time. Pubs are shut. Every pub is shut. Bar maybe on the unfortunate rogue trader somewhere. But what I'm trying to say is the insurance companies should step aside, step aside the payments for the time being, which are colossal on a pub. Even the Sky package that they have, I think it's up to 600 euros a week, which is huge. That has been sidelined for the publicans. And most of the publicans that I spoke to were going to use the money now that they have to pump into insurance with closed doors into pay employees to keep uh, the employee and, 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 and the employer's relationship going. Now they're in a position, they're not in a position to do it because of the insurance companies who are being scrupulous at this time. Uh, with and and all you're asking is the insurance company just to freeze the payments until the pubs reopen the payments because the payments are, are based on customers being in the pub and, and accidents happening or whatever and the unfortunate situation they're not doing it and there are two big insurance companies and I named them in the dog that can easily you know easily be identified and I'm shocked at them that they haven't uh, and they're making it quite clear that they're not willing to set aside a and if, if a publican cancels the policy the danger is they won't get when they reopen huge, the huge danger that is the huge danger like and as oh. I said you know, there is, there is, we'll, we'll identify maybe one or two publicans that are breaking the rules here, but there's very, very few throughout the country in fairness to them. They understood and they were the first to go to the minister and say, look, we'll, we'll, we will uh, forfeit our, our, our businesses. In, in some cases, they never open again, some of them won't, unfortunately. But certainly, to give them any chance of survival, the insurance companies that'll wake up here and step aside the payments until the, the pubs reopen again and yeah. they, they're starting business again. But yeah. You know, and then, what about yeah. the the scenes from, and, and I'm assuming a lot of them would have been in West Cork. The scenes coming from beaches, and parks and forests of huge numbers of people out and about yesterday. Yeah, I I, I got pictures sent to me uh, during the day yesterday of, of of masses of cars at beaches and whatever, and you know it was about 10, 10 degrees yesterday. So look, it was one of the first nice days. 
look, people are going to have to take a lot more responsibility for their movements here. And I mean, you know, I, I know people went out to very rural walks and stuff, and there was very, very little people walking in. They were walking in safe, you know, safely, but there is people putting themselves in danger. And unfortunately, they might be strong and they might be able to withstand some of the COVID-19 um, uh, virus, but the unfortunate is if they spread it to somebody that's not able to withstand it, uh, we, we could end up in a situation like they are in Italy and other countries where it becomes an absolute, an absolute crisis. It's frightening to watch these things on television. It's and it's 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 honest and true viewing, and it's um it's something people have to nearly, uh, I think, drill it into themselves and see it firsthand to understand the the danger they're putting themselves, their neighbours, their neighbours' children, their neighbours' elderly people, their friends in in the danger, and they're going to have to keep self isolating. Are we going to lead to a situation, and this will be a, a drastic situation that we're going to have to pass stronger legislation? To just to simply shut down the country, and we don't want to lead ourselves to that situation if at all possible. Um, okay, and a number of people are saying uh, to ask you about the large gathering in outside Coulee yesterday of people road bowling. Look again, it's it's like everything that's going on today. People are going to have to self isolate, you know, and whether it is at the beach or whether it is road bowling or wherever it is. People are going to have to use their head here on this one because if they don't, they will regret it and seriously regret it. Nobody wants to bring this home to their loved one. Nobody wants to bring this home to their neighbour. And we, I, I'm, I, I was always, I was very strong at the beginning. I spoke to you about maybe a week and a half ago. I think we were a little slow off the mark. We certainly have picked up the pace dramatically. The government have, so I'm not here to criticise anybody. But we were a bit slow off the pace. And if these people are continuing these events, they're certainly very slow off the pace. And they haven't been sitting watching uh, the outcome in England yesterday. Was it? I don't know how many people died from this. It's extremely serious. And if we can all feel and 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 be as careful as we can over the next few weeks, it it could lead to a dramatic reduction here. And it's it's. But it's this- very this, this road bowling incident in West Cork. Now, according to one listener, I'd have to get this confirmed with the guards. The guardy were called and they went to try and move them on to say, you know, what are you doing, lads? There's, there's too many of you here. And according to one texter, they, when the guardy asked him to, to leave, they, they were laughed off and told where to go. I mean, the, the guardy have the powers to move that group, don't they? They certainly have the powers, especially since last um, last Thursday we passed in that legislation. They have the, they can prohibit some events taking place, so the guardy will have to be able to uh, step up their efforts here, regardless of what event is on. If there's an event on, they have the powers to, to disperse them and, and cancel that event. And I, I do hope that you know, in the days coming, that people won't lead the Gardaí to having to do something like this, that common sense will prevail. Uh, but then sometimes common sense doesn't prevail, you know, it goes out the window. And in this, in this situation, people have to really, and really think about this. Can I emphasise, because we did get a statement in from Bowl coming here, and they uh, were very clear with their message of no bowling, no practising, no taking part in bowling whatsoever. And the, the report from the Coulee Road yesterday with the large group, they were not adhering to the instructions. Um, and the Balcommon said they, they've seen the photographs they can't believe how irresponsible the people were uh, in a pandemic social distancing is a must but it was nothing to do with any they say with any of their uh, members just to just to clarify uh, and yes. that and it is difficult Patricia because there is young people especially are mad to get out and do something and I'm even you know I've, I've, I've 
three young children myself, well, teenagers, and I'm telling them, look, at the most, if you have to go somewhere, can you, can you sit in the car and talk to the other people that are crossing the other car? Because they do that quite a lot in here. You know, but, like, not to be in a, a congregated situation. I think some, some are listening, but more that message needs to get through stronger and stronger to them, you know, because it is it is absolutely imperative that we do stick, we stick to as much guidelines as are there as is possible. I would also think that the supermarkets, and I hope maybe that might happen, because they are looking for a huge amount of extra employees, might consider opening 24 hours a day so people can get up at 2 and 3 and 4 and do the shopping in isolation as yeah, such as yeah, little isolation yeah. as possible. It's a, these, there, there has to be measures you know, to help people from isolating as much as possible. But this, um, and um, we all have to change the way we do things. Life is very different at the moment. It's very difficult, and and sorry, different and difficult. And and um, Eamon Ryan, the leader of the Green Party, said something that made a lot of sense to me last week inside the doll. He said that hardware shops should be allowed to stay open because this is a time that people have to look and stay at home. But like, it's not easy to stay at home and look out the window. You know, maybe the painting needs to be done. Maybe the work that you didn't do before uh, and left others could be done by yourself you now and to kind of occupy a person's mind that they can go to the hardware shop and can get their paint and can get their little bits and pieces and go home and do work because if what? we do end up in a, a strong self-isolation situation our strict rules are in string, uh, they, 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 this is the best way forward rather than you Well know, we spent what well, we decided yesterday we weren't moving outside the door uh, so we did move outside the door and we went to the garden and we had a day because it was a glorious day cutting the grass the first grass cut of the season is always the hardest one to do it was better than any gym workout I can tell you but we all got out and about and we got fresh air and there was a sense of satisfaction that we'd done something at the end of the day and like that, that's what I'm advising people there's loads of work to be done in the house that everybody has put off every month every year and say actually look we haven't time we probably have that time now and it's time to stay at home and do it and work you know in the gardens or in the houses and get a little bit of work done there's people in desperate desperate situations uh, Patricia uh, you know families in desperate situations at this present time because they're trying to get other family home we're trying to deal with them issues here as, on a political front uh, flights you know with people from Bolivia um, we got some uh, from Cork County, West Cork, home over the weekend from Bolivia. Even, uh, I've dealing last night late, a couple in Spain that are trying to get home and they're not well. Um, we have a number of West Cork people in, in Costco and in, in Peru and the or, original flight uh, was cancelled uh, even after parents paying a huge amount of money to, to get them out of Peru and the Peruvian police have, have, have now gone on strict lockdown in, in, in Costco and there's uh, West Cork people, there's people from Cork County and Trout Ireland and um, there, uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs are working very closely with us through since last Thursday. This is ongoing, and there's an airline, Aventia, Aventia, Colombian flight carrier airline, that's willing to bring people from there, but they're not being allowed out of their hostels at the moment, and they're young people, um, and they're they're looking for three and a half thousand dollars per person to fly them home. But unfortunately, including the, and that includes negotiating permissions from the local authority in Peru. But unfortunately, the Department of Defence now seem to have come a complete lockdown. So, you know, we, well, we might go to the beach. Uh, some people and, and might think that it's OK to go places. There's people desperately trying to get their loved ones home. Shocking, uh, shocking. And, 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 right. and it's unfortunate. OK, okay. and just one uh, final one. Uh, and I thought it was a, a lovely act of kindness on behalf of the, the fishermen from Castletown Bear giving the free fish away on uh, Saturday. And I'm told hundreds of bags of fresh haddock and hake uh, were given away. Uh, well done. They are an industry now on their knees. The fishing industry, they're, 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 on, they're, 
on very, very serious meltdown, and I, I, I spoke very strongly about the fishing industry. I think, first of all, fish is the most healthy. You, you have to look at things that to try and prevent the illness that, that, that we that could become upon any one of us. You have to look at taking a vitamin C with zinc or whatever. You have to look at omega-3. Where will you get omega-3 at its best? It's from fresh fish. And what I'm calling on the minister is, to, I'm pleading with the minister, is to look at the supermarkets in Ireland. Some of the main big supermarkets in Ireland have decided to take fresh fish off their shelves. They need to stock fresh Irish fish on our shelves immediately. And the minister, and put the boats back out where they're safe, actually, out there fishing, because they are willing to do that. There's, there's and and, can, and can, the government, can the government force supermarkets to take Irish fish? They certainly well. All I do know is in, in some negotiations the last few days, Super Value have accepted that they will now accept fresh fish, and there has to be a mechanism put in place to make sure that okay. people are quite happy. Okay, we, well, we're we're trying to get the Minister for Agriculture uh, to join us tomorrow, so I certainly will put that question to him. Listen, I'm over. I'm that. over on time, uh, Michael. Thank you for that. We'll touch base with you again. Okay. Stay safe. That's what thank we're you. saying to everybody, Mike. And thanks for that. That is West Cork Dáil Deputy Michael Collins. Court today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Short Castle Street, Mallow Open 7 days for smokeless coal turf, kiln dried wood and gas lowcostfuel.ie Like you, my family have spoken about little else in recent days They are all apprehensive They've heard the stories from China and Italy of hospitals being overwhelmed and medical staff getting sick Not all superheroes wear capes Some wear scrubs and gowns And all of our healthcare workers need us to do the right thing in the weeks ahead Our community services and hospitals are being tooled up. Essential equipment is on the way. This is the calm before the storm. And when it comes, and it will come, never will so many ask so much of so few. We'll do all that we can to support them. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. Every couple has a story of how they met. My mum met my dad at school, uh, in detention. My best friend met his wife at a club through a friend of a friend. And my boss met her fiancé after they got chatting online. Find someone to share your story with at c103dating.ie. 24% of Irish people have tried online dating and one in five relationships begin there. At c103dating.ie, we have genuine nice people that would like to meet you. Begin your story today by registering for free at c103dating.ie. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 And thank you to somebody who's been in contact with us from Douglas with the number for volunteer shoppers. We will get that on to Bridget. Uh, we appreciate that. Nora says, Patricia, is it safe to go for a drive and not talk to anyone? Absolutely, Nora. You can go off out in your car, no problem at all. And you can go for a walk as long as you're not in an area where there's hordes of people gathered. And that's what happened yesterday. Lots of people had the same idea. I will just go for a nice walk. It's a beautiful spring day. And it was Mother's Day, even though lots of mothers didn't get to celebrate with their children. But they wanted to get out, uh, out and about. But everybody had the same idea. And that's what happened. Too many people descending on popular places all at the one time. On that road bowling incident in Coulee in West Cork, somebody obviously in the know says no road bowling is covered by insurance at the moment. Oh, God, that would worry you, wouldn't it, if something had gone wrong? 
for those people who are road, road bowling. Somebody is claiming that the Gardaí were called and um, tried to move them on and they were laughed at. I, but I, I'd have to get that. We'll see if we can get that confirmed. Did that actually happen or did the Gardaí manage to break up that group? Because the laws are in place. They are allowed now to say, people, please move on here. You shouldn't be gathering in such groups. And there was a lot of photographs from that event that went up on social media. So I've seen some of them. There was big, big gangs of people at that particular event. 1850 We're going to take a break. We have news at 11 on the way. In the next hour, we will be speaking with the credit unions about measures in place to help members during this financial uncertainty. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven-day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie Make C103 part of your drive home. With up-to-date traffic information and local news, your input in selecting our feel-good song of the day, plus our feel-good story, and as many of Cork's greatest hits that we can fit into three hours. Join me, Martina O'Donoghue, every weekday from 4 to 7. On C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed some of your calls and uh, comments uh, coming into us. Okay, this is a WhatsApp in from a listener saying, I know that this coronavirus can be bad, but uh, please, can people stop frightening the life out of people telling us that we might not be left out? We have rights and I will go out when I have to go to work or if I want to go for a walk, even if it's just to the graveyard. I'm looking after myself and my children and my grandchildren. If people don't care, then why should other people have to suffer? Laws, they have enough of them. Sorry now, I'm sick of hearing this for the last three weeks. Uh, Well, the problem, and it's fantastic that you're looking after yourself, your children, your grandchildren and continue to do it. But there are now emergency laws were passed by the Dáil last week, whereby the government through the Gardaí and the army will be able to force us to stay indoors if we don't get a handle on this coronavirus. And as I said in the last hour, all we need to do is look at Italy and look at the stories that are coming out of Italy and listen to the Italians and listen to what the Italians are trying to tell us. We are about two weeks behind Italy with the outbreak of coronavirus. If we don't put very strict rules and regulations in place, things like people working from home, social distancing, keeping away from people, cocooning our older generation, and that means them being totally isolated on their own and away from everyone in order to protect them. If we don't do that and more, then we will end up with similar scenes that we're seeing in Italy, but we'll see them in this country. And there is nobody, absolutely nobody wants that. So we all have to play ball. And if we don't all play ball, then the government are going to have to say, well, we've put the legislation in place, we have the rules, we are going to have lockdown. And we, other countries have already had to do it. And I think what the government, in fairness to them, are trying to do, they're trying to get the message through to people to say, look, we don't want to have to use these laws. Let's see if we can all pull together. And I think a lot of people are pulling together. I think a lot of people are self-isolating. A lot of people are doing social distancing. But is it an Are we doing enough? And the only way we'll know if we're doing enough or not doing enough will be by the figures that will be released every day of the number of positive cases of coronavirus and then sadly the number of deaths that we're going to see in this country. Because Italy started out a little bit like what we are at the moment, small number of 
positive cases each day, small number of deaths and then all of a sudden they absolutely skyrocketed and then the Italians realised we're not doing enough. They thought they were doing enough and then they realised that they weren't doing enough so then they had to introduce very strict laws about lockdown and, and I even heard yesterday they're getting even stricter and it's hard to believe that it can be any more strict than it is at the moment in Italy. There's little or nobody out on the streets and they still don't able to be, seem to be able to stop the spread of what is this horrible, horrible virus. We are at war with this virus and the government will be able to tell you if you're able to go to work or not and they will be able to tell you no, you're not allowed to go out uh, for a walk. Whether you like it or not and you could say we have enough laws as, as it is, these are new laws and they are in place and they're in place to protect not just you but to protect the wider community and to protect the the older and the vulnerable. And let's, by the way, dispel that myth as well. It isn't just the older and the vulnerable. The older and the vulnerable will be most hit by coronavirus. But younger people are getting coronavirus and younger people are dying from it in other countries. So I think there's this, this illusion going around that, oh, if you're in your, your 20s or your 30s, you'll be fine. You might not be fine. You can hope and pray that you'll be fine, but you might not. So you do need to be careful uh, about that as well. 1850 Now, yesterday was Mother's Day and there was just gorgeous scenes from all over the country of people being really sensible when it came to Mother's Day. People finding it really difficult not to be with their beloved mother on a day where typically families would meet and they'd go for a meal together and they'd pass out the Mother's Day presents and the mothers would be, grandmothers would be meeting up with grandchildren and so looking forward to the day but people realised that the best present that you could give a mother yesterday was simply to stay away from them and many did it and there was just gorgeous scenes of presence being you know deposited outside people's homes doorbell rang person running back to the car and then the mother coming out to pick it up and from a tightly rolled up window people waving and people outside windows you know hands pressed up against glass you had people up on balconies and sons and daughters shouting up happy mother's day i mean and that was literally all over the country it it really was uh, amazing and some of your texts in patricia this weekend my family worldwide linked up through whatsapp to have a group video call party they spent the evening chatting eating and enjoying each other's company it was the best party they had ever had. No one had to clean up afterwards. There was no designated driver, just lots of laughter. As good a night out in any pub. The weekend socialising, the the socialising at the weekend was a disgrace. The medical profession are struggling and sacrificing their lives to keep people alive. The staff must be so shocked and confused that people are simply being so selfish. Many of them could be their patients next week. Shut the country down. New Zealand is getting it right and they're closing down everything tonight. We need to uh, follow suit in this country. Uh, Thank you for that and good to hear that your your family had such a wonderful time. I mean, that's where WhatsApp and FaceTime is fantastic and and you can keep in contact. You know, you, you might not be physically able to give somebody a hug, but you certainly can sit and spend time on the phone or you can spend time on a WhatsApp video call or FaceTiming. There are other ways to do it where you can physically see somebody and be with somebody. And this isn't going to be forever. This isn't going to be forever. It's just going to be a period of time. And if we all just row in together. That really is, is all that we need to do. OK, some of your texts coming in. John feels that all the off-licences should uh, close down. But people, John, will say the pubs are closed. 
nothing wrong with having a couple of drinks at night. We're not talking about house parties, but there's nothing wrong with, I mean, certainly yesterday, I'll put my hands up and say I enjoyed a nice glass of wine with my dinner and it was Mother's Day and I really enjoyed it until about an, after, an hour later, I got a banging migraine and it wasn't, by the way, from the glass of wine. Um, and I haven't had a migraine in ages. I, I can actually say in my lifetime I've had three migraines and each of them was during very stressful periods of my life. And I, I didn't think yesterday because we were out in the garden and we worked so hard out in the garden. I actually thought I'd had a lovely relaxing day and out of nowhere this migraine appeared. So I was in bed for nine o'clock, slept it off and you, you, you feel kind of woozy, don't you, the next day? I mean, as I say, I'm not, I don't get migraines a lot and I'm sure any migraine sufferer listening will be nodding going yeah you can feel a bit woozy the next day but I certainly feel a bit off balance today but yeah it just came out of nowhere anyway sorry I digress so I don't know John about closing all the off licence unless you're you're saying that there are too many house parties going on and I don't know if there's many house parties going on or not but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with people having you know a glass of wine or a can of beer or you know somebody maybe enjoying a hot whiskey before they go to bed or you know a little nip of brandy whatever it is but as of now anyway there's certainly no talks of closing down the off licence Hi Patricia I hope you and yours are safe thank you for that I, I hear that lots of people are going out for drives in cars to visit parks and beaches etc surely two three or more people in a car cannot be two metres apart I suggest this should be discouraged they save Patricia and that's from uh, Johnny thank you for that Johnny well if you're all family members inside in a car then you're okay because they're saying when they talk about social distancing and personal distancing which they're trying to get us to use instead of social distancing they're not saying that it's the same for families because obviously you all live in the one house and the theory is if the coronavirus isn't in the house then you're all pretty safe you don't all have to be two metres apart inside in your house and obviously if a family are deciding to go out for a drive they've all been living in the one house together so they're okay now what you would be against Johnny would be say I decide to go out for a drive and I pick up two or three of my friends and we all pile into the car, then certainly we're not respecting social distancing and they're actually discouraging that. If you have to go, if you are going out for a walk and you're meeting up with a friend, they say if you're with somebody that you don't live with, you stay two metres apart out on the walk and certainly you're right, you wouldn't be two metres apart inside the car. But if it's all family members, I think you're going to be okay. Mike in Bantry says, uh, good morning, Patricia. I think heading out to the garden, perfect place to be or out on your balcony. It's uh, all about staying safe staying healthy that's what it's about but you also need to stay fit uh, says Mike that's what I did yesterday a day out in the garden and you do you, f- you feel great after it as well you just feel great when it's all done but you're getting the fresh air as well I know I have a very small garden so I can't say I could be walking around the garden but if you have any kind of a decent sized garden and you want to go for your walk there's nothing wrong with you doing 50 laps of the back garden and you'll soon get your steps up that way as well uh, oh, this is gorgeous from Molly. Hi, uh, thank you for this, Molly. Hi, Trish. Yesterday was Mother's Day. I asked my children to drop flower bulbs at my door instead of flowers this year because they'll keep me busy for a while in my garden. Isn't that good? That's just such a lovely, lovely thought, Molly. Well done. And when those bulbs begin to flower, you you can point out to your children when they come to visit when we'll all be back to normal, please God, in the summertime. And you can say they were the bulbs you gave me on Mother's Day and you'll still be enjoying them into July, August and maybe even into September. That really is a lovely, lovely thought and that might be a suggestion uh, for people if you are calling 
not calling around to an older person but if you know of an older person or have an older relative you might consider getting some flower bulbs if you think they're into gardening at all and just dropping them off at their door and ring the doorbell run away so that you, you don't have to get or keep the two metres when they open the door you don't have to quite, quite run away you can't talk from a distance I heard of people standing at the front gate and the mother being at the door and they had a, a, a they had a conversation for nearly a half an hour so you can do that as well a Douglas assistant says if you have the virus but you're not bad enough to end up in hospital which by the way is the majority of people what treatment are you on at home as far as I know they suggest you go home and you take Panadol the whole idea is you can spike a very high temperature with it and you need to keep your temperature down so you can take uh, Panadol I'm assuming you've got a dry cough so you could take on you could take some kind of a cough bottle don't know if they're giving antiviral drugs there's t- I know there's a lot of testing going on around the antiviral drugs because the more t- time we buy now the less the less people that go into hospital at this time, this is all, this is what this flattening the curve that they're talking about. The more time we buy now, the scientists and the very, very intelligent people, the pharmacists and all of that are all working behind the scene, coming up with treatment when somebody does get di- diagnosed. Don't know if we'll ever come up with a cure for it because it's a virus, but certainly the treatments to lessen the effects of it. And w- But we need to give those people the time and that's why we need to flatten the curve. That's why we all need to isolate, keep away from each other so that we don't spread it, so that, we, that the hospital don't get a massive influx of very critical patients. The majority of people so far that have been diagnosed with the coronavirus are at home and are just being treated. I know, for example, if it does go into pneumonia, obviously they can give antibiotics, I'm assuming at that point. But certainly for the majority of people who are at home, it's it's Panadol, lots of fluids. Kind of similar that if you came down with a very bad flu, and I know people are saying it's different to the flu, but a similar treatment uh, to that. 1850-333-103. Tim says Boris Johnson and Arlene Foster, the lovely Arlene Foster, seem to have been right. Children seem to be at greater risk out of school than in school. And then you've unthinking parents bringing children in large numbers to beaches and play areas. Gary Vaux is one area crowded. And Tim says no wiping of seats taking place between the children but I suppose parents are thinking of children saying there's been no no one under the age of 10 has been diagnosed with coronavirus that's not to say that they're not a carrier that's where the danger with the children passing it on to adults that's why they're saying to parents to keep young children particularly away from grandparents Dennis is particularly aware the Bank of Ireland is closing two fifths of its bank branches from tomorrow. I saw somebody tweeting about that as well and I'm assuming it was on the news at 11. That's for the coronavirus. Um, But uh, please God, they won't keep those ones closed uh, permanently. And I love all these good news when people send us in good news texts and and examples of what people are doing and how people are going above and beyond and how people are helping out their communities. Here's a lovely one in St. Patricia. I work in a school and obviously I'm off at the moment due to all of the schools closing due to COVID-19. So I took it upon myself to help people in need in my own local area at this awful frightening time. I put the word out and now I'm doing shopping and collecting medicines for people who can't get out or are afraid to get out. I hope this is a good help for people at this terrible time and you know what I feel good about myself for doing this work. Keep up the good work Patricia. Well done. Congrats. That's fantastic and I'm sure there's lots others like that and if there's anybody listening who finds themselves now 
not in work. There's a lot of people involved in the education profession. I know some of the teachers are trying to do their bit by teaching online, but not everyone is able to do that. And if you do find yourself with time on your hands, you know, reach out to people in your neighbourhoods. There'll be many of them only to delighted to hear from you. 1850 And just one final email to Patricia at C103.ie to say, hi, Patricia. With all this going on, I just want to try and get a thank you out to the staff at Mallow General Hospital. My father had to go there. I don't know when this went in last Thursday. My father had to go there last Thursday for tests, non-COVID-19 related, thankfully. After recently spending three tough days in another hospital's A&E department and all that goes with that, he was blown away by how, by how well he was treated and how amazing the staff at Mallow General Hospital were and the level of respect and dignity he was treated with was just awe-inspiring. He said they were all so busy, but he just couldn't get over how they still made sure he knew what was happening at all times. Even small little things like sticking their head in the door when he was waiting for the test to ask, everything OK? After they were done, they then kept him informed down to the minute as to when, when he could expect to have his IVs removed and when they would be able to give him, after a very long period of fasting, a cup of tea and some toast. He didn't know of any other way he could show his appreciation of the whole experience other than maybe if you could mention it on air. It's a thank you to everyone at Mallow General Hospital, especially all of the staff at G1 Ward. My dad's name is Michael Toomey. Isn't that lovely? Thank you. And that was his daughter Sinead who put that email together. So from Michael Toomey to all of the staff at Mallow General Hospital, um, take, take a bow Ladies and gentlemen, you are a fantastic bunch of people and you looked after our Michael so well and it is much appreciated. 1850-333-103, lines open. C103 Jobs. Wanted an Arctic driver with a full clean licence. It's for bulk milk collection and it's in the North Cork area. Country Clean Recycling, they're looking for staff to work as part of their wheelie bin collection. While a bicycle mechanic slash sales advisor wanted that's to work in Cork City. And a warehouse operative with van driving is required immediately. It's for an immediate start. It's in the Blackpool area of the city. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Low cost fuel.ie Cork today on C103 Call Patricia with your comment 1850-333-103 Now with over 150,000 people out of work due to COVID-19 the news that Irish banks are offering a three month moratorium on mortgages for those affected in order to alleviate financial pressure was very welcomed last week. So to discuss what credit unions are doing to help their members I'm joined by Tomas O'Neill, CEO of Mallow Credit Union. Good morning you, Good morning, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, this is such a, a, a strange time, I think, that we're all uh, living in. And I suppose the biggest fear is for those who have been temporarily laid off. I'm, I'm slow to say they've lost their jobs. It's just temporarily laid off. They're, they're worried about repaying their loans. What, what is the message from the credit union movement, Tomas? 
Well, the message from the credit union movement is that we've always been there to help and assist our members, and now is no different. Um, we're encouraging members who are facing difficulties um, to, to contact our local credit union straight away to, to discuss their situation with us, and every case will be taken on a case-by-case basis. Um, and that be, this whole thing here is for people not to panic or worry that we are there, as we've always been, to help people. Um, I suppose at this point in time, access to money is extremely important in order to give comfort to people and to prevent any panic. Uh, people will need access to money to purchase the basics, and credit unions are, are, are well positioned to deliver and help people as there's a, an office in nearly every town in Ireland. And you remaining open. We know other businesses have been affected and we just heard the Bank of Ireland, for example, are closing most of their branches. The credit unions are remaining open. Yeah, well, um, OK, financial institutions who deliver the service are, are performing an essential uh, essential service for the public. And uh, credit unions, like I said, are well positioned to deliver this as we're nearly in every town in Ireland. Um, from our own personal point of view, I first of all like to acknowledge the efforts put in by my own staff in delivering this service to our members. Uh, they have families of their own and their own individual concerns, but they come in every day to meet the members and to help them. Um, and our primary concern is, is the protection of their health. But uh, Mallow in itself, we have eight branches across large parts of North Cork and West Limerick, and all uh, all our all our branches are, perfor- are operating as normal. Are you operating social distancing? Yes, um, we we have uh, we are asking our members to maintain the the two meter distance uh, when they're in the queue and uh, to stand behind the lines and make use of the hand sanitizers that are available. And we've also um, we're designating half past nine uh, to ten thirty a.m. on Thursdays and Fridays uh, from this week uh, for our at-risk members, so those with underlying health conditions and those over sixty-five. So we're asking all other members to kindly respect this time and, tra- and transact outside of those two hours. And we're also asking members uh, who have children uh, where possible not to bring them into the branch in order to protect our older and more vulnerable members. Yeah, and I think I noticed that at the weekend, uh, certainly around the supermarkets, very few children. I think people are starting to realise, I know the children are off school, but it isn't a holiday. The children need to be kept indoors as much as possible. Exactly, I agree with that. And it's, it's trying to get that message across is, is the main thing, really. Yeah. And for those that can consider moving transactions online to most, would that help? Yes, um, like members can avail of other of our services by either uh, if they don't want to visit the local branch, they can register for online banking with us, and they can transfer funds by FT or pay bills, etc. And they can also contact us by telephone or email. And again, we, we while we're experiencing high volumes of calls at the moment, if people are patient, we we will um, we have staff available, so just be patient, and we will get back to you. And again, we will contact you and and deal with your own individual circumstances, and we will be there to help. Okay, and when you're saying to people you know particularly those that have been temporarily laid off make contact with the credit union are you suggesting they call in in person or can you deal with this over the phone no we can deal with this over the phone by email so so initially um, to to telephone in or send us an email and we will get back to you Okay, but the but the main message is you don't bury your head in the sand you you talk to the credit union that's what you need to do exactly look moratoriums have always been in place anyway um, and all financial institutions have them um, I know, and this is this is a, a welcome announcement by the by the government. But they've always been in place, and um, like you know, we, we have we have the capacity to deal with that. So it's a case of, of each case will be will be dealt with individually. So contact us uh, straight away, and we we'll be there to help. Okay, somebody's asking if if uh, if I'm approved a reduced payment on my credit union, will it affect my credit rating on the CCR? 
Yeah, that that is a possibility, and the central bank are looking at that at the moment, um, with possibly having um, having a different allocation uh, on the CCR to deal to deal with the with COVID nineteen situations. So we haven't got the full details on that, but but they are looking at that, and that is one consideration. Like this isn't a blanket moratorium for everybody. Mm. If people are still working, they still need to pay. Yeah, this is only for people whose jobs have been affected. Yeah, people need to bear that in mind. So um, it's it's a developing situation, and we haven't. uh, The central bank are looking at at the moment. So we. uh, once they come back with their decision on that, that will be communicated. And obviously cash flow will be a problem, particularly for some businesses. I mean, are you continuing to loan during this time? Yes, we're, we're open We're open um, for all our services that are available to members. So if you if you need to borrow um, and you're thinking of borrowing, contact us and yeah, we are there, we are there to help. Okay, okay. And, and what it, sorry, Patricia, just one thing in relation to, you were talking about cash withdrawals, I would like to just, just to reiterate to members that we are open and they have access to cash so I would ask people not to hoard cash at home because it is a security risk. It's a good piece of advice, particularly for for older people. And, yep. and, you know, we're living in such scary times, but people don't need to worry about their savings. They're safe and secure yes. at, the, at the post office. And, of course, you're always covered under under uh, government uh, guarantee. Uh, somebody said, are the opening times at the Credit Union in Mallow changing because of COVID-19? No, not, not at the moment. Our, all our branches are operating as normal. If you check our, our website, uh, www.mallowcu.ie, uh, our opening times are there. However, what I would say is that as the situation develops, uh, and, and if times need to change, if people keep in contact with us and on our website or on our Facebook or Instagram pages, we are we will be constantly updating that. So if there are any changes, we will communicate it to our members but at, and we'll contact the, the radio station as well. Okay. So just at the moment, everything is operating as normal. Yeah, it's, it's as I said at the start, it's kind of very strange times uh, in which we live. Is there is there a sense of fear, Tomás, out there with people coming into the credit union? Well, not at the moment. I think we are we are receiving uh, a lot of calls from members who have been who have been temporarily laid off, and we're dealing with that. So there, there is that there is that concern there. But look, I think it, it's a fluid situation, and once once the situation does eventually resolve itself, we are there. Like we will step in to help people yeah. in relation to that. So they they needn't worry about it. And it will resolve. Where this too will pass. Yes, we'll, it we'll all come out the other side. Exactly. And we look. We're just trying to keep things as normal as possible here for members, so that that they can come in and do their normal business if if they want to. Well done. Well done. And keep safe yourself and the rest of the staff, Tomas. Thank you for that. Thanks, and uh, thanks uh, for joining us. That is uh, Tomas O'Neill, who is the CEO of Mallow Credit Union. And I suppose was the main message as anything like that if you have been temporarily laid off it's just not to bury your head in the sand when it comes uh, to bills that have to be paid and repayments that have to be made it's you know get on to whoever your lender is and talk to them talk to them because there's so many people you're not on your own there is so many people in the same situation uh, as yourself and it will all one day pass 1850 the other last Friday we had somebody on about Sky and the Sky Sports and how you could suspend the charges for Sky Sport. Thank you to Paddy who said, uh, Patricia, yes, that is true. Sky Sport customers, you can suspend your Sky Sports on your account, which means you will not pay for it until live sports come back after the coronavirus and you won't lose your Sky Sports channel. You'll still be able to watch whatever programmes are available on Sky Sports, but it can only be done online by customers. I hope that this is of help to your listeners, you and your staff at C103. 
stay safe. Thank you for that, uh, Paddy. So go online. That's if you're paying a subscription for Sky Sports because there's little or no live sports at the moment for sure. John Paul taking your calls. You can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Short Castle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 Clonakilty Distillery have announced that they are going to start manufacturing hand sanitizers. And to find out more, I'm joined by the CEO of Clonakilty Distillery. That's Michael Scully. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Patricia. Now, listen, firstly, well done on this. It's a terrific initiative. How do you go about making hand sanitizers? Well, I suppose the main ingredient is alcohol, and uh, we're in the fortunate position that um, we have loads of that stock. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it was a pretty obvious transition for us as a company once we um, once uh, once this whole crisis um, started and we realised that there was such a demand for hand sanitizer. And did you? But did you go for advice on how to actually make it? Yes, we're getting a lot of really good advice from our umbrella organisation, the Irish Whiskey Association, and they have been liaising with the World Health Authority and the HSE executives. So, what we're making here is going to be uh, made following guidelines from the HSE. Okay, and there's a number of distilleries, isn't there? A lot of distilleries are, are deciding to do this. Yes, and I think that's uh, that's really positive story for uh, it's great that the Irish whiskey industry distilling industry can actually do their bit and uh, give something back to the community and we're uh, very much at the forefront of that and we we feel as well as uh, as well as supplying products to um, to make hand sanitizer what we're doing is we're safeguarding local jobs and as you're probably aware some of our business would have had to close down because of the crisis which is temporary and uh, we're keeping jobs and uh, keeping people employed by transitioning to the sand sanitizer. Well done. well done. Have you the bottles to put it into? We have at the moment. <laughs> right. um, that is one of the really difficult things, actually. We're very fortunate in that we do have a supply of uh, suitable plastic bottles, pet bottles that uh, that uh, we can use at the moment. Great. Given the demand, I expect they will run out really quickly. So as of this morning, we're furiously scoring Europe to, um, to, try to, to get, get them. extra bottles. And uh, I think yeah. we have secured orders, so that's, Good that's news. Uh, positive. And what do you plan to do with the hand, si- hand sanitizers? Who will you give them to? Well, the um, I suppose the initial driving force behind this is we did want to give something back to the community. So we do intend to um, give a number of... Uh, bottles, uh, quite a number of bottles to local charities and people in need that can't get these and people in the in, 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 the, in the essential services. Great. Um, so that, that, that is the priority and we'll also supply the local community and from the phone calls we've been getting over the last three or four days there is a huge need and demand from that. So that will be the priority after that then once that is that serviced we can uh, look at supplying product further afield. Yeah, because people are asking, where can we buy the hand Because hand sanitizers, you go into any chemist shop anywhere around the country, and there'll be a sign on the door. Because I say the poor chemists, the staff working in pharmacies, are sick of saying, "No, sorry, we don't have hand sanitizers. No, we don't have it." I mean, ultimately, would that be the plan that you'll put it out so that people can buy it? Yes, definitely. Yes, yeah, so that um, 
we're we'll probably start distributing through chemists and uh, probably our local um, our, our, our local supermarkets as well. Okay. So, okay. Uh, we expect to have product available for distribution by Thursday or Friday this week. So what I'd say to people is to keep an eye on our social media websites, be it Twitter, Facebook or Instagram, and we'll post up a list of our stockists. Right. And we'll also post up when we will have it available. So uh, we definitely hope to have product um, in, in the shops before the end of this week. Are you putting your name on it? Yes, well, we will put Clannacilty <laughs> Distillery on it. Oh, yeah, OK. Oh, yeah, OK. Oh, and, and, Michael, how how has your business been affected by COVID-19? Well, we've got a restaurant here, the Wales Tail Restaurant, and we have our visitor centre and Minky Gin School, so we've had to close all of those down in line with the, um, in the, in line with the regulations. And um, that has... Um, we, we see it as a temporary, um, temp- temporary closures, like everybody else. And we hope to be out the other side of this in a few months' time. The, um, as regards alcohol sales, obviously the off trade has, uh, sorry, the on trade has closed down. So that effect yeah. a little bit is gone. But my expectation is that people will probably replace what they would have consumed in the on trade by. Um, by, by, by takeaways in the, in the off-trade, and um, that seems to be happening at the moment. But, okay. of course, in the, we, we were actually quite... Um, we, we, we made a big push into the American market, and what's happening in the U.S. at the moment is a lot of the off-trade stores are closing as well, so, uh, is, so the whole thing is moving online. So it's very fluid. This situation is changing by the hour. And it's whiskey and gin, isn't it, you produce in Clan? Yeah, we make Clannacilty whiskey and Minky gin. Yeah, I've had the Minky gin. Um, yeah, good. And uh, and you and you you sell it both home and abroad. Obviously, with the, is America. Do you do the European market as well? We do the European market. We're in six or seven European countries, and um, we're in all over Ireland. We're um, just going into all the super value chains in Ireland as we speak, and uh, a lot of the better off licenses. Um, and in the American market, we're in nine states in the US and expanding rapidly so this has come at um, at probably an awkward time for our business because it is growing so quickly but I, I think when we look back at this in two years time bad and all as it seems at the moment I think that we will um, we will look back as just a, a very bad period in Irish history but uh, yeah, and we will we will come through it well, I mean we will come through it I'm very confident of that yeah. very, very confident I have a lot of trust in the scientists of this world and I think ultimately uh, the scientists and the cooperation of the Irish general public and I think they've been really excellent to date so hands off, hats off to all of those. Yeah and as somebody said reeling in the years from 2020 will be a box set just all on its own they'll have so much to put into it. <laughs> okay yeah, have yeah. you uh, gin the, the, pop, the popularity in gin in recent years have you an explanation for that? I think it's got down to the serve. If you go back 10 years ago, even five years ago, if you went into a bar to get some gin, you'd get it in a, in a small glass with one lump of ice and maybe a lemon. <laughs> yeah, if you were <laughs> and, lucky, and it, it would be warm. So, yeah. so uh, you know, people, people discovered that um, they could put a lot of ice into this and put it into a bigger glass and, and cold tonic. And it just, um, it's just changed. It's made it a longer, cooler drink. And I think that people have... Um, appreciated it because of the type of serve that's given.
Well, yeah, yeah, it's, and it's it's and it's proven to be as popular. It wasn't just a fad. It seems to have been, you know, it's, it's it seems to always be a sexy thing now to have a gin and tonic in the in the big glass. Okay, yes. listen, listen uh, Michael, well done uh, on what you're doing with the hand sanitizers. We wish you luck uh, with it, and uh, as and you know, and we will, as I say, we'll come through this, especially with companies like yours, and uh, we'll 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 get we'll get out the other side. Stay safe, and thanks for joining us on the program today. Thank you so much, Patricia. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. That is uh, Michael Scully joining us from Clonakilty Distillery. Keep a lookout for their hand sanitizers. They'll be available, as they say, in all good shops uh, quite soon. 1850-333-103. Can I give you some answers to some questions of things that we have been dealing with on the programme. This was one that broke over the weekend. Okay, this was back to last week when we took some calls from listeners who were in a bit of a dilemma because they needed to renew their driving licence, but they needed to get a search from the doctor because that was the requirement before they could go along to have their driving licence renewed. But when they contacted the doctors, obviously all of the GP practices are working flat out, flat out with all of the normal issues that they'd be dealing with, but also obviously everything to do with COVID-19. And so any of the, what they deem routine issues are not being dealt with the GP practices at the moment. And one of them is the filling in of forms for somebody to get their driver's licence. And we had people who were in a right bit of a pickle because their driving licence was due to run out. And people who, there was one lady in particular, she was the carer to her husband. She was the only person that drove in, in the household and people needing to have their cars. And we got on last week to the Road Safety Authority who are responsible for driving licence and they said... We are aware of this problem. We are working on solving it. Kind of watch this space. So they have come back to us to say that uh, as and from today, uh, persons over the age of 70 can apply and have their driving licence renewed without the need to submit a medical report providing that they do have providing that they don't have an identified or specific illness and that is going to remain in place as and from now until the 31st of July and I suppose they're hoping that by the time we get to the 31st of July COVID-19 will be well behind us. So you do not to have, you do not need to have the medical search that normally gets filled in by the doctor, you don't need unless you've got one of these identified or specified illnesses, which by the way, they don't say on the list here. So if anybody wants any further information on that, but for the majority of people over the age of 70, uh, the news is you don't need to have a medical report if you're applying for your driving licence to be renewed between now and the 31st of July. Things will change after the 31st of July. Hopefully we'll have returned to normal and no doubt if they need to extend it, they will. But as of now, for the people that were worried, I know, for example, the lady we were speaking to last week, I think it was the 1st of April, her driving licence was due for renewal, which is fast approaching. So you can get on to the National Driving Licence Service with a reminder that you need to, there's no walk-in appointments anymore at the NDLS service. You need to make your appointment and then call in on the designated time because they don't want big crowds. Obviously, they're doing social distancing as well. So you can get on to them to book your slot as ndls.ie or if you need to contact, if you want further details, you can get on to the customer service team. It's a Dublin number 0176 one zero eight seven 
0818 That's uh, 0176108788 But hopefully that clarifies for the majority of people over the age of 70 who need to renew their driving licence. You do not need to submit a medical report. And we're doing our bit as well here at C103 to try to dispel some of the myths that are out there and that's why we're saying to people to be very careful where you're getting your information from. The main up-to-date information on COVID-19, one of by far the best uh, websites is the hse.ie uh, website and they have a whole section for coronavirus if you want to get the accurate information because there is so much misinformation out there and one actually that came into us on Friday on the programme has been dispelled as a complete and utter myth and that was that the and the HSC have come out and denied uh, this that the coronavirus is spread by people using petrol pumps and we had people contact us last week saying oh it's absolutely true I heard it you shouldn't be putting any petrol or diesel into your car because they're spreading the coronavirus uh, and it was a WhatsApp rumour that had been circulating nationwide and it claims that the HSE told hospital staff that the virus is spreading very quickly through the petrol pump handle. So every spokesperson for the HSE has categorically denied any specific guidelines with uh, issued about petrol pumps. And when I saw it on Friday, I said to people, it's the same as opening a door handle. If you go and you're feeling nervous about it, just wear your own gloves, bring your own gloves with you. I see a lot of people doing that or just make sure that you hand sanitise after you after using it. And certainly the garage where I go to get uh, my petrol, they actually have hand sanitizers as you go in, into the shop. So if you have just filled up with petrol, you can give your hands a quick wash and then you go if you had to pick something up from the person before you. But it is absolutely untrue that the HSC is telling hospital staff about the spread of COVID-19 through petrol pump handles. Let's debunk that. If you get it on a WhatsApp, if you get a similar message, delete. Don't send it on. That's how we'll stop that misinformation as well. Okay, we're going to take a break. We have news at 12 on the way. We'll take your calls and comments in the next hour. And Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancolic will be answering your questions today. If you have a question for Annalise, get it into us, please. Either call John Paul, text or WhatsApp 0862. 103 103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven day delivery for those cozy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie. Nick Richards plays Cork's greatest hits for your workday on C103. I'll have greatest hits from Eric Clapton. Up until now in my life, I didn't really want normal. I wanted crazy. Coronavirus updates. Never will so many ask so much of so few. Quality Irish from a very tall coda line. I think I'm two inches off a giant, but I'm technically tall. Playing Cork's greatest hits while you work. Nick Richards. Weekdays from 1. C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Some of your texts coming in to us. Patricia, will you please tell people not to throw the disposable gloves out the window? I picked lots up and now for my walk. Take them home. Is this not spreading the virus? And they're plastic as well. Yeah, uh, we mustn't forget the environment at the same time. OK, so people, please, if you're using your disposable gloves and it's great, lots of businesses are handing out disposable gloves uh, to people. I mentioned garages trying to dispel the myth that the petrol pump handle is passing the coronavirus. It's not. But many garages are giving gloves to people if they're a bit nervous about holding the petrol pump after somebody else has just uh, held it. 
and if you are if you do end up with those gloves in your car just keep them in your car please until you get home and once you get home then you'll be able to dispose of them and dispose of them uh, properly. Somebody says on the Clonakilty Distillery doing the hand sanitizer. how much is he selling it for? Uh, I didn't ask that question. I should have asked that question. I suppose it wasn't up and running was the reason that I hadn't thought about it. They're only in production but hopefully and I'm, I know they're giving it out free. They're definitely going to give it out free to local people and uh, to people that need it. The you know the frontline services they certainly are, are doing that. I mean, hopefully they'll have it at a reasonable cost because some of the prices of some of the hand sanitizers that we're seeing absolutely crazy. And now, can I just? This is almost like dispelling myths as well. Number of people when they heard that the Bank of Ireland is closing branches, the numbers of people texting saying. Is the bank closing? What's happening? Are all the banks closing? The banks are not all closing. Bank of Ireland has announced they're temporarily, temporarily closing 101 of its branches tomorrow. And it's because of the coronavirus. They say it's due in the main to a big reduction in footfall uh, over the past 10 days. Bank of Ireland say 161 of its banks will stay open. And AIB, because I can see some texts coming in about AIB as well, say its branches remain open to customers except for those obviously that are located on college campuses. They've obviously closed but as of now the AIB bank branches are remaining open but Bank of Ireland have taken the decision to temporarily close 101 of the branches just because of the coronavirus. It doesn't mean that the bank is in any difficulty or that the bank is closing. You just physically can't go into the branch if your one is, is closed. And just we got the there's no way I'm going through 101 branches that are closing. All we're really interested in are the ones in our own neck of the wood here in Cork. So these are the Cork branches that were closed for Bank of Ireland temporarily from tomorrow. The one on South Mall, Clonakilty, Fomoy, McCroom, Mallow, Middleton, Newcastle West, Wilton. The Balancholic and Blackpool Advice and Self-Service, Carrigaline, Little Island, Bandon, Bantry, Charleville, Skibbereen, Yall and Kenmare. OK, they're all kind of the ones in our neck of the woods for Bank of Ireland temporarily closing there. And we'll, if we get an update on that or if that changes, we will bring it to you. But I just want to, there's a little bit, a little sense of panic and I don't want people to be panicked thinking that the banks are all closing. They're not. It's just they need to close. They're, they're closing and they say little footfall. And that doesn't surprise me because there's not that many people out and about. So I suppose, and they're probably doing it to protect their staff as well. Some of your texts coming in to us. Patricia, could you find out if AIB Bank in Skibbereen closed or what is happening to the branch? Because I've no internet at home and I know a lot of people need to use it. Thank you for Marie. No, AIB certainly remaining open. Now, could that change? We don't know. But as of now, it certainly is remaining open. Op- open. John says, I see the Gardaí are travelling around two in a van. Where's the social distancing there? They will say that they have to do their job, John. And the two of the Gardaí need to be out at all times, even though I did see the Gardaí walking around on TV doing social distancing when they're out. They keep the two metres apart when they were trying to encourage other people uh, to do it as well. So I certainly did see see, see that. Uh, Cormac says, Patricia, why are you even reading out texts from people complaining about the pubs being closed? I've been told that they may need to stay at home. These are cranks and they shouldn't be given a voice. There will always be idiots who, because this somehow inconveniences them, feel it's all so unnecessary. It is necessary. It is essential if we want to see the lives of 
if we want to save the lives of so many of our loved ones. The scenes coming out of Italy and now the scenes coming out of Spain should be enough to tell us all why putting up with a few inconveniences now are the least that we can do, says Cormac. Well done. You're a wise, a wise man, but there will always be people out there, you're right, who feel that they're just because they're being inconvenienced and um, there's always the people as well that believe this will never darken my door and I'm sure if you spoke to many of the Italians and the Spanish and what they're going through they probably would have one stage believed that what has landed on their, their doorstep could never happen and unfortunately it has it's just heartbreaking stuff uh, indeed Margaret says Mountaineering Ireland's website have very good information on being in the outdoors during this crisis. So that's good. And you can check it out on mountaineeringireland.ie COVID-19. Because people will still want to get out. What we have to try to stop doing is everybody congregating at the one time. And, you know, all the people that went out yesterday, nobody went out with the intention, oh, we'll all meet up and it'll be a great big hoolie and we'll have, a, you know, a great big sort of a festival for Mother's Day all out in the warm sunshine that we had yesterday. It's just everybody congregated at the one time and that's where the social distancing and that's where the virus will uh, spread. So it's to try to find places and times of the day when there won't be many others on a given walk, you know, or down on the beach. I imagine early, to get out early on the beach, there'll be no one around you would be absolutely safe. Or if there's a walkway in your area, if you're out early, nobody around. It's kind of that mid-after, mid-morning, middle of the day, mid-afternoon, particularly on a sunny Sunday, that you're going to get a lot of people out and that's what we're we're going to have to stop doing. And will the government be forcing us to stop? I know I heard in the news there with Barry, I'll check it out this afternoon. It looks like a decision is going to be made tomorrow. And the fear is that we'll go down the same route of lockdown as other countries have, have been forced to do. Whereas if we all play our part, we won't get to, this, to it being as bad as that. But that means everybody rowing in and everyone deciding that on a fine sunny day, we're all not going to head out to the beach at the one time. But that's good piece of advice there from Margaret. Mountaineeringireland.ie, COVID-19. There's a special special piece up on their website giving giving you information on how to enjoy the outdoors during this uh, crisis. Hi Patricia, thank you for all your help and it's my pleasure. I have a question. My husband and I are in our 80s. A few of our neighbours visit us. Now we've given them permission to do so. They wash their hands and we all keep a good distance apart. Those people work and meet a lot of people in their line of work. Special thanks to everyone out there who's helping us all. They're brilliant people. Our neighbours do not visit all at the same time or they do not visit every day. What should we do? We love their visits. Oh God, you see a message like that. It's absolutely heartbreaking. I would think you you appear to be doing everything correct. Anybody, certainly anybody coming into our house, we've tried to put a ban on visitors into, into our house, but anyone who will come in, that's the first thing they will be asked to do is to wash their hands and then when in the house will keep the safe two metre distance the whole time. So reading your text, you would appear to me like you're doing everything correct. They wash their hands, make sure it's the full 20 seconds and, and all of that. And then keep your distance. You know, you can, if you've got a nice big, long six foot kitchen, dining room table, all sit on one side, your visitors sit at the other side. If they're coming in ones, twos at the most, I certainly would think you're doing everything okay. Now others will probably say I'm giving you the completely wrong information because there are other people that have just gone completely into lockdown and they're leaving nobody into their house. I certainly wouldn't be leaving 
children into the house because we know the children are vectors and the children can carry it and it's very hard to tell a small child to keep away if it's nana or granddad so I can absolutely understand why there's a complete ban on grandchildren coming into the house but if it's adults and they're being sensible and responsible and they're washing their hands and they're not going to give you a hug or a kiss or anything like that and you keep your two, mis- two metre distance and there's also that vent- keeping the room well ventilated make sure there's a window open Personally, I think you'd be okay, but that's that would be, as I say, for me, I might get others saying, no, you're completely wrong uh, because you don't want, while we're talking about this social distancing, this, you know, this keeping apart personal distance, personal space between us, we don't want anybody getting into the situation where you're socially isolated either. You're lucky that you got your husband with you. You have a little bit of company anyway, but it's always nice to have, you know, other company and people coming to visit and you seem like you've got wonderful neighbours and you enjoy their company and long may that continue and that's important as well. 1850 John Paul taking your calls. We're looking for your questions please for Annalise. You can text her WhatsApp them in or you can call John Paul with them because she will be joining us after half past 12 today. Somebody wants to know what about permanent TSB banks? Are they remaining open? Yet the only banks that, that have made the decision to close some of their branches is Bank of Ireland. All the other banks and the bill and credit unions etc. and post offices, they're all remaining open. But it's just Bank of Ireland have decided to temporarily, and we're emphasising that, it's just temporary temporary closure because of the coronavirus, some of their branches. 1850 333103 uh, lines are open. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. And some of your cancellations for you. Cardiac Support Group North Cork. They've cancelled their presentation, which was arranged for today. On this Friday, Ballonhasic Community Development Association, their fundraising Cayley, which is due to be held in the Marion Hall in Ballonhasic, that's been cancelled until further notice. Next Sunday, Ballonhasic Vintage Clubs event, that's been postponed until further notice. They don't have a new date yet, but they are promising to come back with a new date. And the fundraising event for Jers Balan, due to be held this night week in Kilbehany, that's been cancelled. And Carrigaline Makra have cancelled their dinner dance. Now, that's not scheduled until the 18th of April, but they're getting in nice and early in uh, cancelling it. And then just some of the ones from our general list. All activities in Nagraha Community Centre cancelled until further notice. The Knitting Club in Mallow cancelled until further notice and the Cove Great Island Community Centre that's closed to the public Dohalla Beekeepers they've cancelled all of their future talks Cork today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Shortcastle Street Mallow smokeless coal turf gas and kiln dried wood open late seven days lowcostfuel.ie Cork today on C103 call Patricia with your comment 1850 Okay, can I just say, because there's a a large amount of texts coming in on this, on the the news that Bank of Ireland is temporarily closing 101 of its branches from tomorrow. And uh, there's a number of them here in Cork, Lanakilty, Fomoy, McCroom, Mallow, Middleton, uh, Newcastle West, Carrigaline, Little Island, Bandon, Bantry, Charleville, Skibbereen, Yall, the one on the South Mall and the advice and service uh, in Balancolic and in Blackpool are all closing. It's just 
It's just the branch is temporarily closing. The bank still operates as normal and we'll get on to the bank to see if we can get further clarification just on some of the questions. Like Chris is saying, if your wages are paid into your account on a weekly basis, will they go ahead as, as normal? The bank operates as normal. It's just the branch isn't open. And if you stop and think when were you last in the branch, it really only affects people who go into the branch for whatever reason. Most people do transactions online. Most people take money out through the hole in the wall, the ATM machine or tap and go, etc. All your direct debits, all of those will operate as normal. It's just the physical branch is going to close. Uh, Hi Patricia, just a question. My wages are paid into the Mallow branch. What will happen now? Will I still get paid? Absolutely, you'll still get paid. Bank of Ireland operating as normal and that says I'm wondering if the hole in the wall the ATM will still operate at Bank of Ireland in Middleton now we need to get that checked John Paul is nodding and says they, they will so they'll still continue to put the money into all of the machines at all of the different Bank of Ireland branches that's okay and the one that we need clarification on how about businesses who lodge money somebody's wondering about Charleville and, and Mallow branches if both of those are closing how do you lodge money okay we'll get a clarification for you on that and again to emphasise it's only Bank of Ireland temporarily closing their branches AIB and permanent TSB and your credit unions your post office they are all remaining open to their customers. Uh, 1850 I want to go to the phone lines to Yvonne who is in Clonakilty. Uh, good afternoon to you Yvonne. Hello Patricia, how are you? I'm very well. Now your daughter is a nurse in Melbourne and she's one of the... Um, sorry, sorry Patricia, she's a doctor. A doctor, my apologies. Yes, yes, she's yes. one of the amazing doctors and nurses from around the world that's answered the call to come yes. back home. But she's yes. got a bit of a problem. Yes, so um, this was a big decision for her. So last Friday, she was due, She was home in February for an interview and for a job which she was due to come home in July, to come back home and start her medical scheme in July. But when she heard what was going on here, um, the guilt was with her, um, the loneliness, the emotion. So they decided last Friday that they would book flights and answered the call, registered with the medical council and decided to come home and help Ireland. Now, they booked their flight and they were due to fly home on, they were leaving Melbourne on Friday night and arriving into Dublin on Saturday. Then yesterday we got news that Emirates were suspending flights. So I had texted her, now it was obviously the middle of the day. woke up um, this morning, their time to this news that Emirates initially Emirates were going to suspend all flights, but due to government pressure, they allowed the flights to go to some countries, which included the UK, but not here. So they were unable to get onto Emirates. They have been trying phone calls, international phone calls, onto New York. They, they drove into Melbourne. The Emirates offices were closed. So they were unable to get onto Emirates to clarify anything. Now, at this point, the flight was leaving Melbourne to Dubai, and but there was no flight to Ireland. Now, hundreds of doctors in Melbourne, Sydney and Perth were all due home. And so they obviously were trying to get onto Emirates. So they spent about six hours. So I spoke to her at half two this morning. And at that point, they managed to get a flight from Dubai to London on Saturday. And in, this, in that six hours when I woke at eight this morning, 
to her, please can you ring me? Dubai, Singapore and everyone has has closed all their international airports. So they are now stuck in Australia, all doctors unable to get home um, and they wanted to come home and help. They're very upset, they're very emotional. Um, At the minute, the only flight that they try at the minute that they can get looking like would be a Qatar airline. Now, we have looked up at the minute Maybe on Saturday they could get out. Now, the flight are lo- on Saturday are 2,700 euro, but from Sunday they go up to 11,000 euro. Oh, my goodness. Each. Oh, each. my goodness. That's not realistic. No, it's not. So at the moment they just don't know what to do. They're, they're saying, do they stay in Melbourne because they have a roof over their head? They've already let their HR departments know that they're coming home and they were so, so supportive and understanding because. Laura had a contract and she was obviously breaking her contract, but they were understanding. Mm. Now, now she says, do she go back tomorrow and say, we can't get home. Can I have my job back? Um, she said, if she's safer in Melbourne, then if she gets to Qatar or something and then can't get out of Qatar, they're being stranded in a country. Well, so, when you, with the minute you mentioned Qatar, that, that mm. was my initial reaction mm. was, oh God, yes. don't, God, I would just be fearful that she would get exactly. stuck. Exactly. Now, one of her friends, um, one of the doctors, well, two, there's a doctor, boyfriend and girlfriend, have got on a flight on Saturday. And they are going to Qatar Airlines. But Laura's very dubious. Like, if all the other um, airports are closing down, yeah. this is going to follow. And they said, do they end up then, will they be stranded in Qatar? Yeah, because are, I do, I, I'm assuming you're following what's coming out of Peru, the amount of people yes, that are stuck in, in, in Peru. Right, that's and, right. And you and don't... She has seen that. Yeah. She has seen that. And that's yeah. the chartered airline maybe going out for them. Um, but she said, too, is obviously a bit different to Australia. Would they send a flight to, like, all these doctors want to come home and help? Mm. And obviously they, they can't at the moment. They're, they're stuck in Australia. Like, this is, she said things have just escalated in 12 hours. Like she had a flight at half two this morning to London and then all of a sudden Dubai. They've all the hopes that they normally land in Singapore, Dubai have closed all their they were initially allowing transit flights to go through, just stopovers, they've stopped all that now. And I think Australians woke up this morning to yes. uh, to uh, uh, and they've introduced like the closures of a whole host of things. And they have. for six months. It's not even a couple of weeks. The, the, the president of Australia is in, as in, uh, or the prime minister has introduced like the the, the gyms have closed the bars the right. for six yep. months. They've, I mean, the, but that oh. Australia are great for that. If Australia yes. wants to protect their borders, yes. they will protect their 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 borders. Oh, it's oh. and obviously for for Mammy Yvonne, oh. I mean, you're beside yourself, are you? Yeah. Oh, so I haven't slept all night. Don't ring it or she was on to me at half past two, and then again this morning and. But look, she said, they're safe there. And is their best option? Is it to stay safe where they have a house over their head at the minute? Hopefully she'll get a job back because obviously, you know, Australia need their doctors too and they have the virus over there. But she didn't want to mess them around, but they have been extremely supportive of the Irish doctors. But they, all these doctors just wanted to come home and help because obviously they were educated here, you know, and they were calling for them. So they said, look, I'm coming home. She was going to go into isolation for two weeks here and then work in Cork, hopefully, until her new job starts in July. But now 
She just doesn't know what um, happened. And by the she, way, where is the new job in July? Which hospital is that with? Well, it's a scheme. It's a medical scheme that she will be going on to. So she's been doing medicine over in Australia. And she's she's coming home to do um, a two-year medical scheme to go in hospital medicine. So that job starts in Limerick. In Limerick, July. okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and I know I was reading in the papers today. It's a doctor from Paddy Barry. He's from Greystones. He's stuck in Perth. Very yeah. similar situation to yeah. Laura handed yeah. in his notice, and he's and because he the hospital he was in, he went and said, you know, could I take a kind of a bit of a career break? Could I just log off yeah. for for three months, six months? And they said no. So he's handed in his notice. Yeah. So yeah. you know, yeah, like the, Laura was in Laura was in the middle of a night, a seven night rota now. So she did three nights, and they were so good to her. They said you don't have to do the other four nights. Sort yourself out because she said she was giving up her life. So she had to sort how to get, you know, suitcases home, you know, yeah. package home. She said she had to transfer, you know, bills and banks. She was going to do all this for this couple of days and get on the flight Friday night. Now she has to go back to the hospital tomorrow and say, look, I'm can still, I have, I'm still can here. I have my job back? You know, I'm but still you know, they are looking. They're still looking. Will Qatar continue? But as you say, it's the uncertainty of Qatar. You know, what do you do? do you, if she goes there and then they stop, she's stranded in Qatar. Yeah, yeah, and there's no flights now out of Dubai, Singapore, not, anywhere. No, London, uh, some people are saying, and I, I don't know if this is a possibility. Could the government not use the government jet? That's what I was. I said to John Paul, "Is there any way?" I said because I know there was a doctor on from America. We heard him on the television last week. You know that, and he said he had emailed Simon Harris directly, and Simon Harris said he would do anything to get the Irish doctors home. The the they're expecting these all these doctors from Australia home to help the Irish system at the minute in the crisis they're facing. Now, none of them can come home to help. So we're saying, and I mean, okay, way in, in flight like in, internal flights in Australia are operating, aren't they? Are they they're in, yeah. So yeah. even even if they sort of said, if they, you know, gave everybody a 10 day, two week notice and say yeah. on Saturday fortnight, we'll send the government jet to Sydney. And get and get, let everybody get to Sydney. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you oh. know, they, we couldn't have a flying around the country, but could could, could something like that be exactly. even done? You um, wonder could it could it be done? Because yeah, I wonder if we like, get on to um, Jim Daly is still the junior minister of the Department of Health. He's local. Let's see if we can get on to is. Jim. Let's see if we can get on to Jim and see yeah. if he can make a call. And I mean, maybe we're completely off our rocker, I but I I don't see you know if they let a plane in, it just needs to touch down, pick up our doctors, yeah. and bring them home. And bring them all, and like they're, as long as they're all willing to pay for the flights to come home. Like hopefully, hopefully, she has spent thousands now already. She had to change flights yesterday. Now hopefully, Emirates because they've cancelled, they will be reimbursed on the flights. So she said that's the least of my concern well, yeah, at the yeah, minute. But they had, we yeah. will be, but they're all willing to pay for flights just to get home to help. And there's hundreds of doctors stuck. Hundreds yeah. willing to come home. Yeah, because I mean, everyone was including Simon yeah. Harris. I mean, he was almost emotional. He was so blown away mm-hmm. by the response. Was it forty thousand yeah. uh, people? Right. It was incredible. All right, listen, we'll we'll okay. we'll we'll. we'll We'll send a call through to, to the junior minister see how we get on there but in the okay. meantime send on our best wishes to Laura Yvonne and uh, hang in there Thank you very much. God bless. Take Thank care. 1850 Such a shame if we can't get those Irish doctors and nurses who so desperately want to come back and put on the green jersey and do their bit. It, it would be dreadful. Um, 
just because we can't get them on a plane. Uh, somebody says, well done to Wilton Shopping Centre. They're now providing car parking spaces for medical staff working at CUH. Oh, that's terrific. That must have happened over the weekend. That's really great. Eileen Lincoln says, is there any politician out there trying to extend the fuel allowance? The weather is still cold and the fuel allowance ends this weekend. Actually, we have the Minister for Agriculture, Michael Creed, coming on tomorrow just to give us an update from a government's point of view. I'll get John Paul to make a note of that question and I'll put that question uh, to Michael Creed tomorrow on the programme as well. And actually, we can ask Michael Creed about the government jet as well, John Paul, if you want to make a note of that just to see. Maybe we're completely off the mark by suggesting the government jet could go, but why not? Why not give it a try? My, Michael and Montanati feels at this stage all shops should be closed, closed shops, non-essential shops, I'm assuming, is, is what you're talking about. We need to keep supermarkets open, as I feel workers in these shops are at risk from people going in there. Helen wants to know what about her son and husband? They work in a building site. No building site is closed. Uh, there are hundreds working on them. Are they practising social distancing, though? Are they able to keep two metres apart? If they are, they should be OK. Mary and Ballinhasic feels on the supermarket there should be a one-way system in the bigger stores so you can only go up the aisle, turn left and back down. You shouldn't have anybody coming against you. There will be one way of trying to keep social distancing and keeping everybody two metres uh, away from each other. Kay and Clannacilty drove past the Long Strand on Saturday. It was packed, so was in Chidani. She said she was absolutely shocked. John and Kilavonan wants to raise the issue of haircuts. He says there's a lot of people going around the place in bad, dire need of a haircut. But most hair, I think all hairdressers and barbers have closed at this stage. He's wondering, could a person set up in a location and cut hair outside? Obviously, the person would be masked up. He reckons there was a lot of people discussing this at the weekend. People in need of haircuts. Are there many people in need of a good haircut? John and Kilavonen reckons that they uh, are. And John says, while people are practicing social distancing at supermarkets and pharmacies, the church doors are closed. People with faith need the church now more than ever. Why not open them and practice the social distancing as people are upset that they can't go to church? Now, I'll get it, I'll get it clarified, but last week when we were on to the two dioceses here in Cork, we were told it's only the Sunday Saturday evening Mass and the Sunday Masses were gone. There's weekday Masses. As far as I know, all the churches are open during the week if people want to go in and pray. Obviously, keep your distance when you get in there. They just wanted to avoid a large attendance at Mass like that you would see on the Saturday, the Vigil Mass or the Sunday Masses. But the churches, John, are still open. And we'll get the clarification on that. Certainly last week, that's what we were hearing. All of the churches are open during the week and the weekday Masses are going ahead. 1850 We're going to take a break and we're back with Annalise Dressel, our nutritional therapist, answering your questions. If you have a question for Annalise, get it in to us, please, either into John Paul or text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Short Castle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie Simon Coveney, Tónishta and Minister for Foreign Affairs. People need to be careful with where they're getting their information from and they need to listen to radio stations like yours to ensure that they're getting accurate information because the government are making, you know, enormous decisions that impact on people's lives in a major way. C103 is committed to bringing you the facts about COVID-19. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us for essential Cork news and information. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio.
C103. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 103. And we heard earlier today that McDonald's are closing all of their branches for the duration of this, uh, the coronavirus crisis. Dennis says Patricia Subway have just announced they're closing all their stores from today at uh, 5pm. So the list of closures uh, is certainly getting longer. Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub Times Square in back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Alcoholic, though, remains open. How are you doing, Annalise? Hi, Patricia. We're doing very well, really. Now, I have to say I'm amazed at, um, I'm amazed at how good people are at observing the guidelines and we're, we're staying open. We're just allowing a couple of people into two people maximum in the shop. Everyone needs to stay two metres apart. We wipe down surfaces. Um, I'm, you know, helping people to the products off the shelves so people aren't touching anything unnecessary. And I can't believe the patience and understanding and cooperation is wonderful. That's great. And that's what, that's what will get us through. Exactly. That's what we need to do if we just take the pain now yeah. and do it now. You know, the, the more we observe the guidelines now and the less transmission of the disease the sooner that we can, you know, get back to kind of, back to normality, really. Please, God. Okay. Now, a lot of people asking the kind of the same question. I could nearly ask, ask you this for me as well. That our hands absolutely so dry from all the constant washing. And I think it's the hand sanitizers. I personally think the hand sanitizers are just drying out all, all our hands. Uh, a number of people asking, what would you suggest for put on, to put on those dry hands? So I think one of the nicest things you can do at night time is to rub olive oil or coconut oil or even good old butter into your um, hands and maybe put gloves on and just do it as a treatment overnight, Patricia, and let the oil and the moisture work its way into your hands. But you're absolutely right. The chemicals and the alcohol in those sanitizers are exceptionally drying. And my own hands are very dry and I'm starting to worry now that they'll get, you know, a bit cracked and even worse in terms of disease. So, um, you know, I think as well, in terms of your hand washing, you know, have a sensible approach to it, Patricia. Like, so if you go out in public, I think what you should probably do is you should probably wear those latex gloves and chuck them in the bin when you come home. Give your hands a good wash. And then once you're in the house, unless you've been in contact with someone who's got COVID, and if you are observing the guidelines in terms of isolating, you don't need to keep washing your hands within the house. It's only after you've been out and could potentially come in contact with the virus. So once you've done your shopping, come home, give your hands a good wash and then you should be fine for the rest of the day then at home. Okay, somebody says, ask Annalise about the hand sanitizer that she suggested making at home. I only have whiskey and brandy, but I don't have the aloe vera gel. Will it still work? 
Yeah, the aloe vera gel really is just to bring some sort of soothing and moisturising to the hands because you're putting on such harsh, you know, liquid in terms of alcohol. The higher the alcohol content, obviously, the better. But we have most places ran out of alcohol. So vodka or whiskey or any of those will work as an alternative. You don't need the aloe vera gel. The tea tree oil is also a lovely natural antibacterial and antiviral. So that also has, a, a you know, an antiseptic effect. But the aloe vera really is only in there to help keep the hands moisturised. So if you're worried, just use the whiskey as a disinfectant and take a little nip of it as well and sterilise the insides and calm the nerves. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's uh, something completely away from COVID-19. Question for Annalise, please. What supplements would Annalise recommend for, uh, for an adult with acne? Adult it- acne. Adult acne. So adult acne is a difficult one because it's generally... It's common? It's not uncommon. Okay. Um, so it's obviously not as common as teenagers where their hormones are all over the place, but it does occur. And uh, actually a lot of women will notice that their acne gets a lot worse when they're pregnant. So it, there's a big hormonal link with acne. And when there's any hormonal link, you also need to look at the liver. So the kind of supplements that you recommend generally for adult acne actually involve hormone balance and the liver rather than directly involving the skin. So I'm a big fan of a couple of different ones. The first one is the Viridian Clear Skin Complex. This is a combo. It actually targets a few different things. So there's stuff in there for the skin, there's stuff in there for the liver and for hormone balance. And there's also some probiotics in there for the gut because your gut is a very important um, link with, I suppose, the liver and the skin in that we use our gut to eliminate. And if our gut is inflamed and if you're not eliminating, for example, if you're suffering from constipation or otherwise, your skin then will act as an eliminating agent. So your skin takes over the detoxifying job, I suppose, and that can increase the difficulty with acne. So that's a lovely one, attacking all of them. Um, I'm also a big fan of the omega-3 fats for skin. You generally don't see a benefit to those until about maybe two to three months after starting to take them. But they're very important in terms of providing the skin with a lovely kind of a barrier, um, you know, to make it less sensitive, to improve the, um, the, the quality of the skin overall. And they also have a great anti-inflammatory effect as well. So that would be another one I'd definitely include. Vitamin B6 is a lovely hormone balance one. So if you're a female and you notice that your PMT is very bad and your skin gets bad around the time of your period, then vitamin B6 high dose at 50 milligrams is a great one to try. And then I've also got a product here in the shop called um, Antiac. It's by a company called Salcura. They also make lovely products for very sensitive skin and they have actually a great product at the moment for people's sensitive hands called Zeoderm, Z-E-O-D-E-R-M. That would be a great hand cream for people at the moment. But their Antiac product, it's spelled A-N-T-I-A-C, and you can get it as a wash or a spot gel treatment, or they also have it as a spray. And that includes the omega fats and natural um, essential oils like tea tree and lavender to take the angriness and the redness out of the skin. And a lot of teenagers are using it. So it's definitely one that seems to be working well for people. That would also work for adult acne. Okay. Just into other questions uh, coming in. Well, there's a really good one if I can find it here. There's just so, so much commentary coming in. Hi Trish, question for Annalise. Is a no-carb diet a good thing? I've got a sister who absolutely swears by it, but I disagree because there are good carbs and there are bad ones. It's the bad ones we should be eliminating. Please advise, says a Cork City listener. 
Yeah, I think that's a very good approach, Patricia. There is a huge um, interest at the moment in the no-carb diet. This is basically the ketogenic diet. And what you're doing is you're forcing your body to burn fat as a fuel. Now, there are times, actually, I do believe that that diet would be very beneficial. For example, if you've got pre-diabetes and you do not want to develop it into type 2 diabetes or go on medication, that diet actually is one of the fastest diets to bring your blood sugars under control because you're actually eliminating all carbohydrates that will spike blood sugar. Um, It can also help with weight loss because when you're eating a lot of high-fat, high-protein foods, you do feel full. So effectively, you're cutting out all um, vegetables that grow under the ground, so like carrots, parsnips, potatoes, um, beetroot, all of those. You're cutting out all grains, so no bread, no pasta, no rice. Um, most like the, a lot of um, things like yogurts would be eliminated as well, and you're really allowing yourself nuts and seeds, meats, vegetables that grow over the ground, like greens, broccolis, and um, avocados and eggs. So it's a very high in saturated fat. And in the long term, Patricia, I do believe that there is enough evidence that show a very high saturated or meat animal based diet is not good for your heart health long term. There isn't enough information on the ketogenic diet um, in terms of managing heart health. But all of the, the, the research that's gone on in the past number of years shows that vegetarians live the longest. So they would have a diet very high in carbohydrates and very low in animal fats. So there, we have to learn something from that. So, yeah, so that's a long answer. Um, but in time, in terms of the health, it can, in some, in some cases, really help with weight management, certainly for type 2 diabetes. But for most people, I think eating good carbohydrates, which are the unrefined breads, pastas, rice, potatoes with skin on, and plenty of vegetables, avoid sugars and anything white. And that's a really good healthy it's, diet. It's, it's really everything in uh, moderation. Anything for joint pain? I'm in my 50s, please, says uh, a listener. Yeah, so um, there is a lovely supplement by a cut by Stalgar. Most people will be familiar with that brand. And they have a supplement called Stalgar 7. It's available in any health shop. And it's a combination of seven different natural anti-inflammatories and joint supports. It's a little bit pricey, but I often would start people on that if they're in pain with their joints because it's great to bring the inflammation down very quickly. And then in the long term for joint support, you're looking at the Old Faithful's glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM. These are all uh, building blocks for the cartilage in between the joint. And they're great, but they take a long time to work. Obviously, they're just putting the building blocks in. So if there's pain, there's inflammation, natural anti-inflammatories will help bring that down at the beginning. And then you can go on to your maintenance of your glucosamine. Another one that gets great feedback as well, Patricia, is the cannabis oil. And I think that is because it actually does mimic a natural pain um, chemical that we produce in our own bodies. It can mimic it and bind to the same receptors as that pain-killing hormone that we produce. So it can be wonderful if you're in a lot of pain to very quickly help you manage joint pain. And again, natural anti-inflammatory, so we'll have a good long-term effect as well. Okay, listen, have a good week and a safe week and we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Patricia. Thanks a million. That's Annalise Drissel of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancolic. Just some of your texts uh, in... Somebody said, good old aqueous cream after washing your hands with soap and water. It's under five euro for a very large tub. Keep you going for ages and keep your hands soft and stop them uh, drying out. Thank you for that. On ma- The church has been opened in masses. All weekday masses are suspended for now. Thank you. That was different to the information that we had last week. And someone else says, the churches are all open, but not for masses, including w- weekdays. A wonderful priest for the Jack Fitzgerald in Mill Street says, mass behind closed doors every morning. And it's uh, broadcast. And when, when 
Mass is over. The church is open all day. So for people who are saying they can't go anywhere to pray, you can. The churches are uh, open. Um, and lots of people saying that churches are open. Thank you for that. Someone said Simon Coveney, Minister for Foreign Affairs, should get involved, get a flight to bring back those, those doctors and nurses who want to come back. I was in bits listening to that lovely mother, says a texter. Mike in Bantry wants to know, can pets and fish pass on the coronavirus? No, that came out of the weekend. Lots of vets have looked into that and they, it cannot be passed on because the actual animals themselves can't pick up coronavirus so therefore they can't pick it up and I think dogs and cats are playing an essential role at the moment in keeping people com- company, particularly those that have decided to uh, self-isolate. Mary says, Patricia just thinking of the people in Italy most of them live in high-rise buildings and apartments and not in sting- single-storey houses like we do. It's very easy for them to pick up the virus from touching doorknobs, lifts, etc. And most as well. Italy has a very old age group. They have the second oldest uh, citizenship um a third of their population over the age of 65 uh, so they've got an elderly population is what Mary's saying I live in the countryside in Roscarbury and I'm staying to myself kind regards well if you keep to yourself and don't meet anyone with the virus you certainly will be protecting yourself Mary for sure and Anne says uh, Patricia that man who from Kilavolan who was on about getting haircuts I wonder is it a joke I thought it was April Fool's Day but that's not happening until next week what planet is that man on does he not realise the seriousness of Covid-19 I can't understand his men- mentality about looking for someone to go cut his hair what do people want to look who do people want to look well for they're stuck in their own houses hope you and your family are safe that's the man ok that's just a wrap up of the final few that came in thank you to everybody who's taken time out uh, to text and call us. Um, Nick with you for the afternoon. Thanks to John Paul. Back with you tomorrow at 10. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie. C103 Anthems. <laughs> Anthems. Weekday mornings from 9 and evenings at 7. Cork's greatest hits. C103. The World Health Organization has now upgraded the coronavirus to a worldwide pandemic. Here are some practical ways to protect yourself. Wash your hands properly and often. Cover your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. And dispose of used tissues. Disinfect frequently touched objects. Avoid close contact with people who are unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose or mouth if your hands are not clean. And please follow travel advice from the Department of Foreign Affairs. This message is supported by Irwin's Pharmacy, Shandon Street, Mayfield and Toker. Always looking after your family. For coronavirus updates and information, stay listening to C103. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.